0: Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show! What is up, everyone? That's right, it's like the morning zoo. 9 and 5, we're going to drive time. we got to drive time. We're going to get commercial-free here for a little bit. We're going to do commercial-free for an hour. We're going to do talking. We're going to do talking with some interesting entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about some entrepreneurship thing. we got no commercials coming up. That's brought to you by... Uh what do they? What do they have? Things brought to you by, by uh, like Earl and Sanders. You need any law? Uh, you need any lawyers or something like that. Why don't you go ahead and call Earl and Sanders here in the Pittsburgh area? They do the best work you can possibly get for divorces. And I heard, anyway, sorry, I heard an advertisement <laughs> on NPR for like a seriously hardcore. Like we specialize in very challenging divorce settlements and kids and things like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, NPR advertising. Look at this. Go. This is the Fizzle Show, everybody. And we are actually talking about families, not divorces, not law and lawyer stuff. We're talking today about what it's like to run a business as a family or as a member of a family. Okay, when you're designing a business, you're living in the business world. And you're like, you're like, what do how do I need to change me so that I can like what I'm trying to do is going to work in the business world. Like, the business world has all these rules. This is a smart way to look at it. Look at the business world and go, like, all right, there's all these rules. There's all these um, there's all these rituals and habits. There's all these cultural norms. It's like an indigenous society of some kind, business people. You look at the business... Oh, yes, I'm a business person. Yes, hi, my name is Jeffrey. I'm a business person. Hello, yes, I am interested in... Uh Profits, not losses, but I have to look at both of them to make sure that it's healthy. Not, I'm, you know, there's all this, there's all of these, uh, like kind of rules and, and cultural norms in the business world, and I've been fascinated learning about that for the last like 15 years. And my dad was an entrepreneur, and I was like always around it. Oftentimes, what I see happen is people get uh, sort of high on the supply of the business crew because it's sexy. You know, you're listening to you're listening to someone who sounds like they know a lot of stuff. You're reading like papers from the Wharton School of Business or Harvard Business Journal or something like that and you're like, "Dude, I'm getting to know stuff." Um but then there's this other thing that can happen where you forget that you're going to have to live with the business that you make. <laughs> and, you, and this has happened a lot. I've seen this a lot with fizzlers. I've seen it with some of my close friends where you build a business only to realize like, oh no, I don't like doing this. Like this cuts into my family in a way that I didn't know it would. This cuts into my personal life in a way that I didn't know it would. This this is like, and the term we have for this is called the golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. All right? So it's like the golden handcuffs. They're worth millions of dollars, but they're still handcuffs. <laughs> they're still handcuffs. So today what we're going to talk about on the show is uh, we're going to hear from a very special guest about what it's been like for her to design the business that supports her family life over the past 10 years. So without any further ado, I'd like to say hello to Natalie. Natalie, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us where you live online. Tell us what you're about here in a, just a little bit. Give us an intro and then we'll move on. And
1: say hi to Aiden. Aiden. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be talking about this because I've had my business for 10 years now, and the business has evolved a ton, so we'll definitely get into all of that evolution over time. But people can find me at accessally.com. I'm the founder of a WordPress membership and course creation tool, Mm. and that's really where I hang out online. We share all kinds of stuff about online courses and memberships and just kind of creating a business that supports your family and your life life um you know by sharing what you know
0: mm, i love it i love it okay so what are you uh what are you aiden what are you <laughs>
2: <laughs> well isn't that the question yeah <laughs> no uh you know aiden uh y'all some some know me now i've mm-hmm. uh, been living down in phoenix <laughs> for a while now um but uh portland is uh is my split living paradise i'm an agency founder uh fizzle show content chieftain at the current time whoa and um whoa yeah no, just just a guy. Also doing a lot of info products myself. I've got some experience doing some course creation. So I'm super excited to be the non dad, non mom also uh. <laughs> on on the, on the episode today. Um, kind of getting an idea of of you know I think I think the working titles for for what we've got going on is is perfect for parents. Mm. Um, so passive income building and perennial business for for folks that have um, that are either planning to to start a family or um, are <laughs> have the family already. And then are, are talking about starting the business. Um, so I don't know what order it can take. I'm sure it could take both, but I'm super interested in that because that is on my horizon. Mm. So mm. yeah, that's where I come into play.
0: I think. I love it. I love this. Okay. And then, uh, I wish my wife was here. Honestly, that like she would fit right, right into this. She has so many ideas on this. And we have such a crazy story about it as well. So I am stoked to hear your story, Natalie. Al- alas, my wife is in, uh, You know, this is one of those things that when you're doing your business and you're and you're really designing it well, you get to do things that that you you otherwise would feel like you couldn't do. So she's right now she's spending three weeks in Costa Rica doing like a a like training of some kind. I still don't really know much about it. It's a Where in Costa Rica. (laughs) I don't I don't know, Aiden. She's literally (laughs) she's off the map.
1: The middle of nowhere. I get to talk
0: to her on Saturday. Uh, Right. But yeah, she's doing like a sacred women's. Uh, how to how to hold space for sacred women's ceremonies? It's like pretty. It's pretty serious, bro. Pretty well, stoked. tell me when you find out because
2: my wife's sister is down in Pachumama okay. in Costa Rica. Oh, I know and about if they, like, that place.
0: Meet yeah, somehow. Huh? That would be just mind blowing. Right? They just like <laughs> totally are, are now best friends somehow. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like having a yeah. bowls next to a b- monkey. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I, but I do wish my wife was here. Alas, she is gone. Like, so you're going to hear from my perspective, you're going to hear from Natalie's perspective. And mostly, I think we're going to listen to Natalie's perspective just because I'm so curious to hear what you've learned, Natalie. So, could you like back us up and get us into a little story time with you and just kind of like walk us through sort of. like your your life kind of, you're you're building your business up to now? Like I kind of want some context for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I can start with just my college years a little bit. So I was studying software engineering and I knew that uh, I wanted to do something in technology. But then when I graduated, I had... This job offer on Wall Street that I turned down just because I knew I wanted to start a business, and I was you know dating my husband before we got married at the time, and he took a job, so I felt like okay, this is kind of my time to experiment with business and see if I can make a go of it. So I started my business, uh, 2009, and there was so much you know trial and error. I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> right? And I'm sure everyone who starts a business kind of feels that way in the beginning. Um, but eventually, I got some traction, and then you know a couple years then. Um, Things were kind of, you know, going well, you know, I had reached six figures in my business. I was working with clients at the time. And I still remember the week before I got married, I was working hard on a very big client project. And suddenly I had to put in so much overtime because timelines got changed around and Ooh. a contractor of mine backed out. Oh boy. So it, it was like super stressful. Plus I was just about to get married and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can do this. So like, hold this on, hold on. You're is not what I imagined. You're just
0: about to get married. <laughs> <laughs> this is a client project that's like kind of going yeah. on the fritz here and you have mm-hmm. like contractors exactly. that are just going a wall on you or something. And, and, and you're just sat there, sat there. <laughs> you're just oh, it's on me now. <laughs> uh, interesting. I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I was like, well, I have to make it work. And it was, you know, the the client ended up going on Oprah later. So it was, you know, a pretty big deal. Not exactly like at the time, you know, but I knew that this was important to kind of wrap up. And um, and obviously, you know, for me, I was like, oh, my God, like, how can I make my business support my life and not the other way around? It kind of was my wake up call. Right. And I was like, how can I
0: make my business support my life. And not the other way around. It's like the, it's like another way of saying, in in case, in case any fizzler out there hasn't heard this in the last four days, you need to hear it again. (laughs) Working on your business instead of working in your business, right? Where you're just kind of like in it and you're lost. That's like, that's, that's when your life's like supporting your business. When like there is a massive mindset shift that comes with the, you know, I think about it in terms of you kind of have to, you kind of have to be confident enough to go like I'm I here's the thing I think it's possible that my business can support my life and I I don't think I you know what I mean it's like you have to kind of like it's sort of swimming against the stream it feels like Do, do you resonate with that Natalie
1: yeah, exactly. Because you hear so much about, you know, working so hard and sacrificing for, for work and for your business. And even when you do start a business, you think, oh, I'm going to be my own boss. But then you end up with all these clients yeah. who are technically tons of bosses uh-huh. as They're opposed to just yourself. Totally. So it's yeah. the opposite of what you think. But there is a way to, I think, to design a business where you can be a little bit more in control of your time and have a little bit more balance and work-life balance. And I know that's kind of a myth, but yeah. I think that's it's. It's definitely doable.
0: Okay, I and, love that. Go for it, Aiden. The
2: thing that the thing that that just like you made me think is that mindset shift. We, the, the way I boiled it down was, <clears throat> my life is finally worth being the priority instead of my job. Hmm, you know, like I I realized after a little while that like I can I can make money doing any almost anything I I want. You know, so now it's like now the pressure's on. You know, yeah, you, you better choose something that <laughs> that matters and that means something to you. And, uh, and also supports your, your life rather than your life is custom-tailored around some awful schedule that's contingent on everybody else's demands, well, clients, bosses, employees And it's not even custom-tailored.
0: Like, it's slaved, slave to. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's not Shattled like you're going like, all right. It's like you're waking up on Monday going like, okay, here's the deal. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to put about 80s, 80 hours in this week, all right? <laughs> Remember how we wanted to do that dry cleaning run? We're not going to get to it this week. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm (laughs) stoked because Saturday, we're going to be rushing to get some laundry done for the thing that we got to take the kids to on Sunday. That's going to be awesome. I totally forgot about that. I will forget about that now. Now I've remembered it. I'm going to forget about it because, oh, look at this emails. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You you come, you come out, you know, of whatever work you're doing, uh, Saturday morning or something, you realize like, oh my gosh, like things, like everything's on fire at home. Everything's on fire in my personal life. Like, I don't have rich, meaningful friendships this week. I didn't, I didn't get to have any of that, like that zhuzh, you know, where you're sitting with a friend, or for me, oftentimes it's outside blowing a little smoke under the stars, right? I'm just sitting there, and I'm, I call it just getting grounded. And all of a sudden, it just feels like, oh man, I feel lucky right now, you know? Like, even when life is sucky. And you've got a terrible job that you have to go to tomorrow and whatever. There's still this this way that sometimes a friendship, a moment with a friend or some sort of relationship of some kind or some activity can help you feel that little sense of like that juzge, that little bit of that hitter. <laughs> That's mm. the old Vaughn yeah. would say it's that little bit of that hitter, you know, because you're like, you're you're like you, it kind of it's you know what makes me think of right now is just that wind in my sails kind of thing. And I got to tell you guys when you when you're when you're grinding at the edges of your bones a little bit of that wind in the sails just a little bit. I mean I'm talking about like I'm talking about just a just a friendly conversation with a buddy, you know, can just give you enough to go like, "Man, what am I doing?" or You know what? Things are sucky, but they're not, but it like, like, I'm glad, I'm glad they're not as bad as you. (laughs) Like sometimes that happens where a friend comes by and they're like hurting and you're like, Oh man. But half the time, like vast majority of the time, when you're letting your business run your life, like you are, your life is slave to the business as master, you won't even have time for those little friendship moments in there. You won't get that little zhuzh, that little wind in your sail, you know, which, which can be so much of where you get your perspective from on what you're working towards and stuff like that. So anyways, when your business is running your life, you're going to know it eventually, right. and you're going to have to stop it. You know? Yeah,
2: Jerry Seinfeld has the, uh, the Tonight Guy and Tomorrow Guy. And tomorrow guy hates tonight guy yeah. <laughs>
0: because totally.
2: tonight guy just wants to stay up and eat, eat popcorn and and candy. Yeah. And tomorrow guy's like, God,
0: and I, tonight I think, guy ruined. I think it's so common. I mean, in Fizzle, we have this concept yeah. of the CEO and the worker bee, which is the same deal, which is, which is in the, uh, the productivity course inside of Fizzle. My goodness, if you guys haven't taken that course, it's like... Five years old at this point, it's still one of the better productivity courses you can ever take because it's not very long. It's just got like five or six just intensely rich tips that like are that have exercises and and like that you can start working in your business right now. But one of the one of those big tips is understanding yourself in terms of this exactly th- this this mode that you're talking about, Aiden, Where Jerry Seinfeld, one of the most prolific successful entertainers of literally all time, and he's well known for the way that he. Performs his work, not talking a lot on stage. The way that he, the way that he, 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 like sticks with and walks out like his intention to like I'm going to be writing jokes and then he writes the jokes and he works on them and he gets them up and he's he's had he's had documentaries made about him restarting his his stand up career. You know what I mean? This guy is like well known as the Buddha of stand up comedy in a lot of ways. Even if you don't like him, which I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of him, um, but. His his way of getting things done is inspiring, and and so to hear him say like tonight guy and tomorrow guy <laughs> is so it makes so much sense. And we break that down into CEO mode, which is the one of the you know which is the you that's going like where are we going? What are we doing? What is important? What must be done? Right? And this one can't be bogged down by how <laughs> the work's going to be. Pardon my French. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it can't be bogged down by like by like the whining of the worker bee okay because tomorrow a guy or the worker bee has to get it done right mm. but he does have to respect the worker bee you have to respect tomorrow guy tonight right this right. is something that comes in in like i mean this that to me is in entrepreneurship like in a <laughs> it, it like yeah. It yeah. Is, it's so much that energy management what do you think of when you think of that natalie
1: yeah and I was even going to say like sustainable entrepreneurship because yeah. there's the the mm. burnout entrepreneurship which I think we all see a lot of <laughs> a lot of examples of but doing it in such a way that it is sustainable for yourself for tomorrow and for next month and for next year and for the next 10 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. you know I love even thinking 25 years out what my business is going to look like just because you know long term I know I'm going to keep working, but I also know I might not be doing the exact same thing I'm doing today. So how can I have that long-term view? Um, And so I I do think that's that's so important to that tomorrow guy and today or tonight guy. Yeah, totally.
2: (laughs) Well, and also the stakes are much higher because it's not just... Tonight guy and tomorrow guy, but it's it's like tonight guy and tomorrow guy and his whole
0: family, (laughs) you know, (laughs) all the tomorrow children, every tomorrow, every tomorrow. Okay, so so you had this moment, Natalie, where you were stressed out. You were kind of. It sounded like you were heading towards a burnout. If you weren't completely burnt out yet, you've got this client thing going wrong. You're about to get married. It's like. I, isn't it funny how life is just like this perfect storm every now and again?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's designed to wake you up sometimes, it right? It is, isn't it?
0: It's like, wow, well, I right? didn't even yeah. know
1: I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I thought it pain was. Pain will amazing. do that. Yeah,
0: and it's pain, isn't it? This is, I think, it's an important it point. Is. It's pain. You know my son's learning that song Believer by Imagine the Dragons or whoever it is and I can't stand the song because it's on the radio all the time but like actually like he's learning the song and I looked at the lyrics and the the lyrics are are you know all about how pain has taught me everything that I've learned it's made me a believer it's made mm-hmm. me a believer right uh and I and it's 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 a message that um Like, so for instance, one of the, one of the big lessons of, uh, that I'm learning right now is, is that it's actually through responsibility that we get our meaning in life. It's a, it sounds so dad. It sounds so pleated front khaki <laughs> pants, man. It sounds so lame. Oh my gosh, I hate that I even said it, you know? But like, it is through this pain, this responsibility is through the ways that we break ourselves open for others that we actually find new life sprouting from within us. That new life gives us so much energy. It gives mm. you so much energy and perspective. It literally makes you successful, right? But- you also got to know about business. And so you're like learning about business. And I'm like, Hey, learn as much as you can about business, but then switch gears, <laughs> just serve. Right. And this is old school, like day number one fizzle stuff where in our defining your audience course again totally free course for you podcast listeners who've never signed up before you go to fizzle.co slash try five the audience course, which is one of the first things that we did, um, has a bit in there about how service is the secret sauce. And I tell a story about Yoda, um, and Obi-Wan and, uh, a little bit of back end, a little bit of secret back end sort of stuff that I've been studying behind the <laughs> scenes. But like, it's, it's legit. This, this perspective when it shifts, I don't know and now I'm stuck in talking about service and like and like and like responsibility and pain, right like we were talking about pain like these pain moments wake you up, so don't be so afraid of uh or rather be afraid of the pain because it's painful but like don't um when it's don't be blind to the lesson it teaches. yeah it's like it's it's mm-hmm. it's like this is actually the medicine this is actually like where the good stuff comes from and so you're kind of being picked for something right now do you feel that natalie when you look back and you see that client on the fritz you see her marriage coming up you're like oh my god this is ridiculous and incredible insane and and like and i'm and i'm freaking out back then i would imagine you didn't see it as much of a blessing right
1: yeah, and actually, it's interesting because I think it's kind of counterintuitive, but I do think because of the experience I had with that and starting sort of in a non-scalable business model, it, it helped me figure out how to do sales. It helped me how to talk to people, how to deal with difficult clients or difficult situations mm. like that. Um, and also, just all those skills kind of came back full circle later uh, when my husband actually was able to quit his job and join my company. And now, you know, we were both, you know, both feet. No way. So how long, (laughs) how
0: long did you do the business before your husband joined it and left his job and worked on it with you full time?
1: Uh, About five years. So
0: you did, you did five years of your on your own. And if you had to say three words that described that season of five years doing it on your own. Okay. And I want to, I want to hear the contrast between, you know, it, it, and maybe not very much changed after your husband, because, because, you know, you were, you knew who you were at the end of that five years. You're like, this is what, this is what mommy's doing for a living. <laughs> this is like mommy's <laughs> yeah. putting in her shoulder pads and she's going to work. like Watch out. <laughs> but like, what, what are those, like, what do you have like a uh, three words that come to mind or can you just like zhuzh it up a bit with us about what was those five years like? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I would say, oh man, I think service was definitely a big, a big Mm. one, just because you mentioned it already. But I would say service evolution and probably uh, clarity through action. Wow, I like
0: this. Keep going.
1: In the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, home run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like everyone, you know, like definitely myself in the beginning, I knew I wanted to do. A business, but I didn't know which business. And so that evolution, uh, but also being of service to people kind of taught me what my skill sets were and what people were willing to pay for. Uh, and then, you know, kind of just going back into. Just taking action every day helped me clarify and refine everything, um, and that's actually how we ended up, you know, building a software company was mm. because, you know, we did a full cir- I did a full circle. You know, I started off with online courses, and then I realized, oh, there wasn't a platform that did exactly what I yeah. wanted. So I was like, well, let's just build it, and it kind of just spiraled, spiraled from no there. No way. So
0: I love this one thing you said. So being of service sort of taught me what my skills were. And what people were willing to pay for. Can you just like dig into that a little bit and tell us like in your own words, like what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I had skills in technology and um, I had kind of a lot of self-taught marketing Skills as well, but I had no idea that people wanted to pay for it. And I actually resisted charging for that because it came so easily to me. But when people were kind of banging on my door saying, like, hey, you know, who built your website? Can I hire you for some consulting? Um, You know, how do I do what you're doing? And so that kind of turned into a full, you know, full other branch of the business. And the same goes with the software. You know, people were saying, what tool are you using? And I was like, well, we just built it for ourselves. It's not for sale. That wasn't really the goal. Right, right. Um, but because they were kind of knocking on the door saying, we want that, we want to pay mm. you for it. Uh, it just kind of made sense to look there and kind of be guided by what we had already done and what people were actually asking Oh my us God, that's for.
0: amazing. That's like so succinct <laughs> too. It's so succinct. I've heard this story, this exact kind of, like I've seen these beats before. I've seen them a lot where it's like, I resisted literally you, this is the words you said. I resisted charging for that because it came so easily to me. Right. It's like, this is, this is what they call, I think the experts dilemma. Right. Where, Mm -hmm. where you're, you don't know. You're not objective. You you don't know um, how here's a, here's a fascinating thing that I, that I learned is so in these, I do these uh, four day, sort of uh, intense uh, like mindset boot camps, right? Where I'm kind of like a co-leader with, with my buddy, Dan. And, but mostly I'm like the apprentice. He's like, he's an old big dude. Who's just like, he's been doing this for forever. And he's a wizard, total wizard, Dan Takini. Look him up. I did a video with him on Facebook. You can maybe find it. I don't know. It's hard to find, but, uh, but he uh, he will just dig into the mindset stuff. And one of the things, one of the tools that he uses, he gets people in a room, okay? And then what? one of the things that we have to try to do is we have to try to help people get an experience of how others experience them, like how other people really experience them. And it's amazing when I did this, how off I was from what I thought people experienced me like versus versus how they really experienced me. Now, I'm bringing this up for two reasons. Number one, it plays right into this idea of like, you don't even know how you're received. Like you don't even know when people see you and they experience you on a video or on a podcast or in your email newsletter or in anything that you're sending out your signal, right? They're experiencing you and they're making up a story about you, right? And, right. and part of that story is really true, especially if, if every person you meet makes up part of that story. Even if you don't think that story is true for you, even if your experience of yourself, it doesn't feel true. I know this is getting a little esoteric, but just follow me through for a little bit because <laughs> when you can align yourself more closely with how the world perceives you, now you are working with a conversation and a dialogue and you can get that feedback like, Oh, Oh, really? So, so what you, what you did, Natalie, was you realized like, man, they really don't know how to do this technological thing, and I didn't even right. I, like. It's like a fart in the wind for me. It's like a. It's like a fun <laughs> weekend watching The Bachelorette in the background, or like, or or like. What do you have? A, do you have a guilty pleasure show? By the way, do you have any shows that you watch that are like guilty pleasure?
1: oh I have so many, but um, let's go with uh, I'm currently watching um shits oh' yeah yeah,
0: that's so good. I yeah. love that show. <laughs> I haven't got all caught yes. up with it, but I just love that it's his son and, and I love Eugene levy man that, that's so funny the the like first season I watched it and it was hilarious, okay you guys it's called s c h i t t apostrophe s shits Creek. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we can't bleep that out because, like, you wouldn't know because was a C yeah. in there,
0: <laughs> C and a double T. Um, but that uh, that that lesson where it's like people don't know uh, what others are willing to pay for them for or pay them for, right? right? And and so the first reason is just realizing that that you can get that feedback. Okay, you can get that feedback over time. Now, I, Natalie, I assume you didn't just like it didn't just. Uh, come at you and like, not, not like someone just wrote an email saying like, you should do this. And you're like, okay, I'll do that. It was probably a kind of a revelation or a little bit of a dawning on you is what I'm imagining. I make that up. What do you, what what was it like for you to realize there was something right here, literally in plain daylight that you could charge people for that would be like, you know, your that you just weren't even thinking about. Was that like, was that a discovery? Was that like, okay, we'll try it out. And it started to work. Like, how did you, honestly, how did you sort of, uh, you know, step into that?
1: Yeah. So I think for some of the different ones, they kind of came up in conversation with people. So when I was having a conversation with another entrepreneur or, you know, a business friend and they would bring up, you know, oh, well, how did you do that? Or, you know, could you help me with that? And, and I knew like, oh, okay, yeah, there's some interest Uh there. And that was um, with talking with other other entrepreneurs, sorry
0: to interrupt, but talking with Usually, okay, yeah. so, so you're having yeah, these like kind of friendships with other entrepreneurs, little, little, this is where, uh, again, this is just like, all, I'm do- all we're doing on this show is like, like, here's pieces of advice that have been memorized <laughs> somehow that you just need to get in your head because it's just what entrepreneurs do is they know stuff like this. Like um, uh, one of the biggest tricks in life, in business is don't ask for investment, ask for advice, right? When you need to raise money, ask for advice. Right. And when you need advice, go ask for money. (laughs) I think it's literally (laughs) the other way around it. But, but there's those conversations you end up happy having with, uh, I guess what I'll call your peer. Would you say that the people you were, you were like talking with was like peers to you?
1: Yeah. peers exactly. All right. Mm -hmm. Say
0: more, say more. So you're having these conversations and you're realizing, what did you realize?
1: Yeah and you know they would have similar patterns of things that they were struggling with or people that they were looking for help with around certain things and I was like oh well I could do that or you know I've done that or you know I have a tool that does that already so that that was definitely one level um but also like you said sometimes people would email in and say like hey you know, I would be willing to pay money for this or like I would like to buy that. Uh, And sometimes we didn't have it for sale and that made me think like, oh, okay, there's a market for this. And so let's actually like think through it. Obviously I didn't just say, okay, cool, here's the order form and let's get going. But it was more about like, okay, like let's think long-term. Do I want to be, you know, releasing this product or thing into the world? Am I going to be able to support it long-term? And if so, then yes, let's put our resources behind it. And then actually... You know, release that. Okay, this is so it.
0: great. Cause again, I mean, we are not even into the tips and tricks on this, but this is like a rich, <laughs> it's almost like Aiden, we need to, we need to like know this. So when we have someone on the show for the first time, what, what I have to hear your story, you know, cause you're st- cause we're just dying to hear what, how people are finding their way. Do you know what I mean? Like all of us, like mm-hmm. every listener of this show is out there trying to find their way, right? They're trying to find how they're going to make their way and they're going to make it. They're going to make their way. And what we, at the end of your life, you'll look back and realize you have made your way. There's no way to get through without (laughs) making your way, right? That was your way. You might not like it that way, but it was yours. (laughs) You know what I mean? So the, the, Hearing you, what's fascinating to me about this is hearing, hearing this thing you just mentioned right here where you're like, I was talking with other peers, entrepreneurs similar to you and either, you know, either at the same sort of level or maybe above or maybe below or whatever. And you said this word, you said, I noticed patterns. I noticed the, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you, Natalie? Natalie.
1: Yeah. So it's when the same question or the same concern or, you know, situation comes up for people multiple times. And especially if it seems to come in the same order or at the same time, you know, point in time for that person through their growth in business or whatnot. Um, And that kind of like clicked for me. So I know definitely for, if I think about Access Ally and some of our peers who use Access Ally, you know, they tend to be authors who have an online course that goes with their book, or maybe they have a course first and now they want to launch Mm. a book Uh, or they have, you know, a course and they want to do a podcast or they have a podcast and they want to do a course. So like there's certain little patterns that kind of come up around that. And so when you kind of recognize that, you can say, oh, okay, well, how do I enter that conversation Mm. Um, that they're already having, that they're already trying to figure out the puzzle pieces too, to to kind of help them. I love it. Get and seeing
0: that. those patterns live to me in real life in the world, noticing you're seeing that pattern and getting that little tickle on the back of your throat like you've had a little much too much like frosting on the bite of cake. You know, I get tickly in the back <laughs> of my throat every time. But when I see the patterns, I get a little tickly back there, too, because I'm like, oh, no, I'm supposed to do something. Am I supposed to do something about this? <laughs>
1: Oh, right. Or
0: or it ends up being like, oh, maybe this is what I've been waiting for. And then the dialogue starts where it's like, hold on, man, back up. You know, like you get let down a lot. Uh, you're probably going to fail this thing. Uh, let's like walk into it slowly. Let's be smart about it. And that's when I like to go into thinking about um, thinking large, like, you know, thinking big about whatever that pattern is that I'm noticing. So I'm really curious. Can we, deep- can we go a little bit deeper into this, Natalie? I want yeah, to know what you did next. You notice, do you remember the pattern specifically that you, we've been talking about? Technology, like helping people with technology. Was mm-hmm. it a specific, can you get more specific than that?
1: Yeah, so there were a couple that kind of came up. So some of them were around uh-huh. launching. Um, some of them were around list building, which was another kind of big thing that we did a lot of work around. And then um, online courses okay. and workshops. So, you know, each one had some slightly different, you know, things coming up, but for example, let's say list building, because I know that's something everyone, you know, should be <laughs> comfortable yeah. with and learning about. Um, so we had people who wanted to have a beautiful um, exit intent opt-in, but they didn't know how to code yeah. it themselves. And so they could, you know, they could see examples of what they wanted, but they didn't have the tools at the time to make So they that Say that again. So they want um, to have this opt-in so-
0: freebie that like, that's like, <clears throat> A, a, like a worthy reason for someone to go, all right, all right, I'm, I'll, I'll bite. Like, here's my email address. Like, let's like, I'll try this out. And they didn't know how to come up with it. They didn't know how to make their own. They didn't. Is that what I'm am I hearing you right? Okay. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so a lot of times, you know, they they knew that they wanted to get people on an email list to then get them to sign up for a course or a membership or something. Um, and so what we came up with was the concept of the login opt-in mm-hmm. strategy. So basically, if you want to sell courses, giving away a free course and having people opt in and then be directed into a logged in area to access their free course and also see what's available paid inside of that membership site was a really great way to make that Got it. So this is having happen. like a
0: free account. And- that now you you know, you know you log in and now you're into the resources section of the site or something like that, right where there's some free some free stuff, yep. and then also you can you can see the paid for stuff you've already got an account, so you might as well just you know exactly. okay, interesting fascinating, I love that so that what do you call that strategy?
1: So we call that the login and, and you strategy.
0: saw you see results with this,
1: yeah, so what's interesting is that you know some of my peers who ended up implementing that saw. Cross-sells, you know, like basically people would log in for their free stuff, or maybe they purchased one course or program and then they saw what else was available. And they just saw as soon as people log in, you know, a couple hours later, more sales are coming in from Mm. that same person. So it's kind of surprising, but it's almost like that Pokemon gotta collect them all (laughs) kind of thing where you're like, oh, wow, like I didn't know this was all out there. And it's also not so much of a pushy kind of launching salesy totally. marketing thing. It's just, it's available okay, so if is you this, want it. Is this built you know into what's... Access Ally?
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, now I'm very curious, Natalie. Now I find myself being <laughs> kind of itchy. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. get into this because that is a challenging thing to create on someone's website if especially Mm -hmm. if you're you know just hobbling together your own wordpress with like a page builder and other stuff like that to get into managing a kind of membership level and and that kind of stuff it's not just built into wordpress you have to there's plugins you can use for this and then this page is only viewable by people who are logged in at this membership or above or whatever but it sounds like you have a tool called access ally that uh that is, I'm on the page of it right now, just checking it out. That it can can do that kind of thing, like so. People, I just really want to make sure people understand this simple, like opt-in login hack here. It's like imagine you have multiple freebies, um, and, and you might be linking to one from from one blog post and another from another blog post. But in order to get at any of them, you just log into the resources pages of your site, page of your site rather. So it's like you're logging into the like the freebies area or whatever you want to call it. The like the resources or the um you can call them case studies or what what depending on what your business is, you can call them at, you can call them even products yeah, right uh-huh. you can call them free products even you know uh and and you might see one when you log in or you might see multiple when you log in but the truth is to get at any of them you just log in that's it you just log in and everybody's like okay well now i have access to this thing you know Everybody, it's like i it's it, it's it, it's, a, it's very interesting idea i like it i remember when um the rainmaker folks did something like the copy blogger folks did something similar to that like a while ago. And I was like, Oh, but I didn't think it all the way through then. I didn't, I would, if I thought about it more, I probably would have copied it then, you know, for fizzle. Cause it's right. like, geez, Louise, why wouldn't we do that? We got a bunch of these giveaways and stuff. Well, Go for it, Ian.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and what I just wanted to, it, this is supremely timely. Um, we don't have, uh, kind of a back end uh, membership for vitals agency. But we did this very same thing recently, so we're big fans of Atlassian because um, Atlassian um, owns Trello, and I'm like a Trello. Is that Atlassian theme, um, the likes of which the world lion has never seen from the wardrobe?
0: <laughs> but, uh, well, he's he's at at uh, oh, he's not he's not he? a safe. Wait. No, he's Aslan, and uh, and, and the thing I learned about Aslan, guys, this is one of my favorite lines <laughs> in the whole thing. Uh, uh, is but I, I love that. I love those books. But it it's like entrepreneurship is is the is the lion in a lot of ways too because it's what one of the things is oh he's not a safe lion. Oh god, he's God no, he's not a safe mm-hmm. lion, but he's good. But he's good. good you know, guy. he's good. His capital G good. All right, keep going. Sorry. You like Atlassian right. for
2: Yeah, so we really like Atlassian. Atlassian has this phenomenal free um kind of team playbook. Resources area, right? Um, and so, my agency, we've developed our own courses, and we would run some, some kind of higher level, higher level plays via their stuff. Um, and there was one, and all this stuff is, is I believe most of it's licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution okay. alike. Um, and so, we, we there was a team play that we loved so much, we decided to offer it to our audience, and we just reskinned it. Um, we, we just turned it, essentially uh-huh. we just turned it yellow because that's <laughs> our stuff. Um, and, and it was, it was such a good course and obviously we can't sell it cause it's not our intellectual property, but it's, we could mm. give it away for free. And we did almost exactly what you just described, Natalie, which is that we put it next to, and we've taken it down, but maybe I'm going to put it back up <laughs> after this conversation. We put it next to our paid courses on our products page in our store. Right? Just a simple WooCommerce, WordPress store, Mm -hmm. right? Integrates with Stripe, whatever. And as a result, so our email broadcast had a link to the store saying, hey, find the free thing in there but also here's a coupon code for 50% mm. off the other stuff right and you're totally right it's like this collect them all thing it's like you know what this free course would look really good sitting next to mm. a paid course mm. in my <laughs> in my resources folder on my desktop yeah. computer you know um, and uh, and it is and I think Fizzle also does a pretty good job of this already with the um, kind of the the business essentials mm. business toolkit um, where, where you're you give away kind of five guides in one with, um, with an offer for, you know, there's always the the fizzle try Mm. five offer everywhere. Um, so I totally agree with that. And I think it's, it's the Jim Rohn thing. You know, it's the, it's the value (laughs) first thing. Gotta be Um, more
0: valuable. (laughs) uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's two episodes in a row that we're, we're doing Mm. Corbett's impression of, of (laughs) impersonating Corbett. But yeah, no, it's, um, And I think it's perfect. And I think it is so perfect for that reason that you've just uh, explained, which is that it's a cross-selling dashboard, right? Mm. It isn't pushy. It's like, hey, I told you to come here because there is something free here. Uh, That's true. This is the Mm. free thing that's here. It is also an area where there are paid things. Um, I'm not telling you to do those things. But I am expecting and hoping and believing that if I move forward first with value, that if it is indeed valuable to you, you may tell me that it was valuable mm-hmm. by buying something mm-hmm. later. Um, that's just a
0: proven old school tactic. Um, and I love this. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah, here. that's that like service thing again. Service is like, service is participating mm-hmm. with someone in the t- project of their life instead of being opportunistic mm-hmm. about trying to be chosen by someone who has a multitude of options, Okay. Do you see the difference Mm. between the two? You're like, you're trying to be chosen by someone who you know has a multitude of options. And maybe you think they do and they actually don't. They're not out there researching everything. They just happen to stumble across your thing. They have a problem in their life that they're working through that you have a specific like sort of contribution you can make to align yourself with them in a way that aligns with you and you have what's called a partnership. Businesses are always just partners. You have partnership with your partners in the company, you have partnership with the customers, right? What for? towards the towards the eventual fulfillment of their own desire in their life luke skywalker didn't start the morning going like i'm gonna take on the empire today he was thrust into a problem when his aunt and uncle were killed by the empire and he's like you know palling around with this old guy obi-wan <laughs> kenobi right And he's creepy in his cave and there's this moment gosh darn it you guys think about this this is moment where Obi Wan goes like, "Oh, you know what? I'm glad you're here." And here's the frame. There's C3PO, the golden robot, on the left. There's R2D2, the little beep bop guy, on the right, which is the, my favorite R2D2 <laughs> sound. <laughs> A lot of people when they do R2D they go pop 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 pop. No, R2 is. Brow! Well, listen for it next time yeah mine's <laughs> 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 that's good that is so good Mine. um oh and then God. there's luke and obi-wan in the middle and obi-wan is saying here this belonged to your father do you know what it was aiden do you know what it was he's given to him oh, it's funny. his dad's it's lightsaber buddy freaking lightsaber you guys this is Clean. like 10 minutes into the movie yeah. it's a whole series it's everything in the entire story there on one scene in some ways, right? Like, here, this belonged to your father. That's Obi-Wan in, like, getting engaged with where he knows Luke's going. And guess what? Obi-Wan can't fight the battle for him. Yoda doesn't fight the battle for him. They can't. It's just they're living a life. But Luke is like called up. It's just like into this, in, like every person you meet, every person who comes to your website is called up into some intense, amazing battle of their life. Right? You align yourself with them. You contribute to their victory over their enemy. Right? That's not you. Don't you don't slay the dragon for them. That's just not how it works. You got your own dragons to slay.
1: You just guide yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Sorry,
0: that was my rant. I can feel it. Like I can feel it when it goes into my it goes into my like like my brainstem, and I'm like, and now I'm done. I'm like So at some point, Natalie, you like you moved into because you were doing client work and all sorts of stuff. And then you were like, I just want to do physical product stuff. I mean you're like you're our digital digital product stuff, rather. You're you remind me so much of Nathan Berry the CEO and founder of ConvertKit. Like I always loved talking with Nathan because he was always thinking a little bit next level like around like, uh, you know what? Doing all this client stuff is uh, not, my, not my ball of yarn. It's just, it, it's just things just go wrong. You know, things just go, like it's just, which is fine because like Aiden, in your agency, one of the things I'm noticing is like, if I wanted to be successful right now, just like without doing, like uh, <laughs> without being too stressed out about it, I would start an agency. Where I help people just that would just like curate right. their social media content. Okay, everybody needs social media content and nobody past. knows how to do it well. <laughs> right? It's just right. I could just sell some story about how we know how to do it well, hire some interns, look at what they're doing and go like, mm, let's remove <laughs> yeah. that exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and
2: the interesting thing is, and, and maybe I want to I wanna hammer home this because I think this might be this might be the the transition point for you from the season of evolution and education into that really truly perennial model. Um and and I will say it because I am with my agency right here. Um, this doing building a, a foundation of non-scalable on a non-scalable business model, client services is the easiest thing that I've found to build a business fast. Um, we were we were at six figures in the first year. Um, and we doubled that in the second year. Mm. Um, but that doubling was doubling of hours invested into yeah. the company. Right. Yeah. So then Absolutely. the third year was us trimming down the involvement as much as we possibly could keeping keeping the foundation as solid as we could but trimming down the hours and for me what that's looked like is doing some more info products and then also being involved with fizzle in a service capacity now i'm not sure where my next springboard is um i know it's info products because i just can't help but love teaching (laughs) Um, and i know that that kind of how that world works but I love this idea of building the foundation of non-scalable on a non-scalable business model in order to spring and launch into the perennial model. Is mm-hmm. Would you describe your trajectory that way?
1: Yes, absolutely. So that's, that's exactly what I, I feel like that helped bootstrap the next level and the next evolution mm-hmm. and kind of also gave us the time to build an audience of people who would be, you know, interested in, in our paid courses and then eventually into our software too. So it was definitely, it wouldn't have happened without the other steps, right? Mm, right. And I, like, I like to also think about it as a spiral staircase. So we kind of come back sometimes and revisit similar ideas or concepts, but we're always doing it on the next level. Mm. And you always First kind of bring... View. Yeah, Yeah. you bring new perspective and new experience to similar things. And um, that's exactly what I think we've done. Um, And it definitely, you know, in terms of the whole family life balance, you know, being able to take time off for having maternity leave um, when my first baby was born, that was huge because... I knew that the business would keep running. Um, I knew we had somebody who could, you know, help with customer support when we were doing, uh, you know, our software releases and stuff. And that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't had the income from the first generation of the business. Essentially,
0: <laughs> oh man, right. that's amazing. I love the staircase model, the staircase metaphor as well. It's very mystic, right? It's this whole thing yeah. it's like, you're actually, you know, Tom is a flat circle, as it were. Um, but it's like, <laughs> you're, the back you're flying turtle. You're coming back, and Nathan, I really like the way you described that, about like, the first year we built the business from scratch and we did six figures. The second year we doubled that. The third year we trimmed back and pruned and realized, like, because at that point we were like, dude, this is killing us. Right? It, right. it was like, there's something that's un... Um, ideal about this and let's let's get it it closer to the ideal
2: it was it was the business was running us it wasn't the other way around just like you said
0: yeah totally okay so then your first daughter is born okay (laughs) like what let like let's shift into well you know what it's like you know what a newborn baby smells like man you know it's like to smell that clean little head And just like Mm -hmm. me on those little magic. Those little fuzzy hairs (laughs) at the top of the head. Those little waffles. Those little rolls. (laughs) I remember like just turning up the heat in my house. I'm like, let's everybody just get their shirts off and let's have baby time with on the belly. (laughs) I love that. So your your first daughter is born. What? Like How did you navigate that? How did, did you go like, I'm going to take X amount of time off of work or I'm going to like pre-launch everything beforehand? Like, can you give us a little sense of, of just emotionally or, um, or sort of energy wise, like how, how did you do on that transition?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I knew we had a launch coming up. Um, a couple months before I gave birth. And that was planned that way because I knew like that would be kind of our last big push before, (laughs) you know, we had a new being to take care of. Um, So we did that. And then, um, but, you know, even a year before that, we had kind of phased out all client work. Um, We were totally um, selling subscription based software, either yearly or uh, monthly and also some online courses. So we knew that these were things people could buy every day. Um, We didn't have to rely on a launch to have money coming in on a weekly or monthly basis basis. And so that was kind of the the first few things that we did. And I did. I said, you know, I'm going to take three months where I'm not required (laughs) to be working in the business. And obviously, like I said, my husband is also working in the business. So he was still kind of keeping tabs on things a little bit more than I was, Mm -hmm. but he also did not work um, nearly as much as he would have, you know, on a regular basis. So he was able to kind of just, you know, sleep and catch up on sleep and all the all the things that newborn parents have to deal with. but yeah, that was, that was kind of the plan. And, you know, I did check in every now and then. I, I remember one thing I did do was pitch to speak at a conference, just because the timing came up and, you know, someone on my team was like, oh, you should really do this. And then I ended up, you know, doing a great speaking gig a couple months later. Um, but yeah, I was mostly offline um, you know, I checked in every now and then, but it was, it was really nice to just be able to snuggle with the baby and, um, and know that the business was still turning along without me. Okay.
0: And now at that point, was it just your husband and you, did you guys have, uh, someone else in the business?
1: So I think at the time we had, um, three other team members. Okay. So you
0: had three other team members. So they were navigating things like maybe marketing and advertising. If you're, if you were doing stuff like that or customer support and stuff like that.
1: Exactly. So we had customer support and then, yeah, they were also keeping the marketing going okay. <laughs> without us and okay. just sending newsletters. We had pre-written and that kind of thing. Awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, and now how, like, okay, this is, I'm just, there's so many ways. Cause I, I want to like, you know what I want, what I wish I could do here more is I wish we could just, we could just like get in and just like start talking. I mean, we're doing that in a lot of ways, but we've got some format to this because, because you know, we want to make it as useful as possible, but I'm so curious to hear you know, Aiden, like what, what people are doing, like with advertising these days, I just want to hear like where they're with what they're like, what they learned about advertising or something like that. And now you seem like I would just love to learn from you on that. But we're gonna rein it in. We're gonna rein it in. Okay, <laughs> next time. And yeah, we'll do that next week. <laughs> we'll get you on. You can Come on anytime. I like the way you think I love this. I resonate so much with the with the way you think about your business and entrepreneurship. I like the seeing the patterns in your friends and peers. Right, realizing that there's a problem there, you can help them solve. Right, Mm -hmm. and then you've got this, and it's what I find is it's 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 common, and it's really a bonus when you've got that software engineering background right that's what you were saying you were studying in school yeah so it's like Mm -hmm. you learn to think like that that's basically like like our our highest form of logic is ones and zeros and binary and understanding computer science and then and then being able to apply that to create you know whatever you need to you created literally a membership plugin for wordpress that's basically what access ally is right
1: that's it's right, a yeah. membership plug. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: if I could send you an email for every time we've gotten the question on what we run fizzle on or what's the best membership plugin to use, or like and how many times that answer has changed over the last six years, right? Because right. it's just like the technology is developing, WordPress is developing, people are needing different stuff, yeah. people need more now. And now, right now, I feel like it's at a level with things like ConvertKit and Drip, where, uh, mm-hmm. where membership plugin, I was looking at your sales page and it and talks about the integration with, the, with tools like that. And I'm realizing yes. like, dude, you could just, you know, there's this like puzzle making thing about setting up an automated business that is so like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's literally, it's like architecture. It's it's
1: like architecture.
0: Yes. Is that how you yeah. see it,
1: Natalie? Yeah. And I like to think about it sort of as the customer journey, mm. right? So it, it really ties into Obi-Wan and, and the whole thing. You know, everyone is on this yeah. journey and how can we design our business to kind of facilitate that journey and use the automation tools that help us kind of scale it and, you know, not us having to send each email ourselves and, you know, do all of that that manual setup. Once it's kind of designed and organized for them, they can go through at their pace and it's kind of personalized for each person based on, you know, how keen they are to get going and um, how fast they learn and all of those things to kind of help them Mm. uh, really succeed on their journey.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, here we are at the you know we've got a little we got a little time left just a little time left so here's what I'd love to do you guys have no idea there is a document in front of us with all these rich tips but they would have just <laughs> like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have trusted the person who was giving them to you right? You wouldn't have known quite in what way to install it in your life or apply it in your business without hearing some of Natalie's stories. So to me, I feel like we just got like, it's great. It's like, it's, it's like hanging out with you. Natalie is like drinking, a uh, what are those, what's that? Like, uh, the turmeric milk. What what do we call those things? It's well, like, the golden, the golden coffee, oh, yeah. golden milk. or It's like, it's, good, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. supportive. It's nourishing. It's, um, it's wholesome and, and it's got, yeah, it's got a little <laughs> of that turmeric, like sort of, you know, detoxification going on. It, it just feels clean and nice. I, I like it. I appreciate it because so much of entrepreneurship for me is running around with like, like a fire, like, I don't know, just run, there's just, everything's on fire <laughs> and I'm running around. Right? I'm, I'm both at the same time. I'm trying to run away from the fire and I'm, and I'm trying to stop the fire. You know, I'm like, run away, run away. Everything's going to burn down. We're all going to die. And I'm also like, hold on, we should get involved and be responsible and do something about this. This is the way that growth happens. Do you know, it's, it's like so intense in my paradox. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a real serious <laughs> paradox. And uh, and I found a lot of life in it. You know, I found yep. a lot of life in the in the paradox of entrepreneurship, in the um, in the irony of self employment, because you only get to employ yourself when you're serving others in this weird sort of you know paradoxical turn of 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 consciousness. I guess I don't know, but we've got a document full of these tips. I want. I'm wondering, Natalie, if there's one that stands up to you at, here at the end that's like, all right, let's talk about this one, and, and we'll close on, on this last tip, and we can get as deep into it as we want to get, okay?
1: Yeah. So I I think just kind of going with what we've talked about so far, I will say that I really think it takes stamina Uh to stay focused on bettering like one product or one membership or one free piece of content or funnel Uh um, and not getting bored and trying to launch like a bazillion different things or reinvent the wheel or throw out what's working to start over again. Um, And that's something that, you know, Kind of clicked for me when definitely my husband joined and we knew we were having a baby and you know the whole like each little step kind of clicked more and more because when you pour your creativity back into improving what you've already got it helps you make it better for people instead of like cutting yourself off and trying to start over from scratch each time.
0: Okay. So hold on. Re- like say that, say that again. Cause that was like, that was like roomy. That was like rich. You know, that was like, <laughs> there was like density in there. I'm looking at, I've got this thing written down here and you didn't read it. Word for word. And even the thing that's written down, <laughs> I love this line. I can pour my creativity back into improving what we've already got. To me, the, the, you want to talk about a paradox, right? How much of life feels like um, trying to decide what it is I want that I don't already have. There's that. Mm. There's also actually that kind of comes second. What comes first is that kind of hood rich thing or like, or want to be hood rich thing where you're just like, there's just stuff I want. I don't even think about how much I want it or if it's good for me. Right. I just want it. Why? Cause other people have it great example of this is like Mm. is like street culture and like supreme launches and stuff like that if you're not familiar you should watch that hassan minaj show on netflix every episode every episode so good but one he does on supreme this this street uh brand and the hype of these launches of these products and the sort of specialization Mm -hmm. of it um don't remember how we got into there natalie but i can assure (laughs) you guys i want to apologize uh, there was something, oh, we were talking about the di- the distinction, uh, the, the the how vast the difference is between the vast deference, remember that? That's funny. That's the piece of, of male anatomy. <laughs> but how vast the difference is between um, looking at and being grateful or uh, uh, appreciative of what you already have and living in that sort of cyclone of just wanting things you don't have, right? Mm-hmm. And And that, like, you kind of... Like you you just, it can make you go crazy. It can just, it can basically make you completely lose track of everything that's going on in front of you. And it sounds like what you're saying, Natalie is hold on. If you can take a deep breath, take another sip of that golden latte and, uh, and, and let's just step into a little bit of what are we doing again? Oh, that's right. I want to, uh, support my family. I want to support my team members, families, right? Mm -hmm. I want to, um, I want to have a sustainable, independent living, right? Oh, that's right. I want to be able to have freedom to spend time with my children. I want to. I want to have the kind of first year with my daughter that uh, that is not running around with everything on fire all the time. These are intentions. These are like, hmm. Yeah. If I sit back and dream and go here, how would I want it to be? And then you know, the first thing that a kid's going to do is they're going to be like, well, first of all, I can fly. As a chewing on gum. Second of all, Michael Jackson is there just hanging out. Actually, I, I've seen a lot. That I've seen a lot of, like, I haven't seen the documentary yet, but man, that was the wrong name to pick when there's a kid chewing gum saying, talking about what they're dreaming about. I apologize. Oh my goodness. But you know, you, you like a lot of us will just, will just go into those desires and it's almost like we don't even know that they're there. These, these, these appetites right? Right. And, and what you're saying, this, you start. this is so fa- fascinating to me. You start this whole with, it takes stamina to stay focused. Tell me more, Natalie, mm-hmm. say more.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like as creative entrepreneurs, like we come up with new ideas, like a mile a minute, right? Yeah. We're always like ready to go and do something different. Or maybe it's a new fire that we just found out about that we need to, <laughs> to you know, put out. Uh, and it's easy to, let ourselves get pulled in every direction. Mm-hmm. But I think it takes kind of stamina to remember like, oh no, I've, I've already like started on this track and I've already built something that's, changing people's lives or helping people in some way. So how can I keep pouring back into what I already have, whether it's a free opt-in that you're going to keep improving or it's a paid course or a membership or, you know, whatever, maybe it's a service that's already doing well, but how can you improve it to make it even better, easier to run for you and your team or whatever. Um, And so kind of that stamina to not get pulled into the shiny objects. And if you do have ideas, how can you kind of recalibrate or kind of reshift them into Kind of your main thing that you're already doing
0: if you can oh, is I, so I love good. this yeah this yeah is there's, so good.
2: there's 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 like so many parallels to what we do um with, with just what you talked about because it is very true you know like just getting excited about new stuff is it's mm. it's like a drug you know um because i don't have to think about reality i can only i can think mm. about yeah. potential i can think about the future. Um, and when I'm working on something that already exists often, um, it's more ground level and I don't like (laughs) being on the ground. I'd much prefer to be in the clouds. Um, however, I also have this interesting right brain that, that really, really, really appreciates progress Mm -hmm. that's measurable. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, so what has helped me to do this is everything, pretty much everything that I do now. Um, I take a little bit of time upfront to make sure I'm not repeating mistakes that I've done in the past. I'm a big postmortem junkie. You guys know this. Then um, I plan my my new idea.
0: By the way, hold on a second. Planning my new idea appropriately. Postmortem for anybody not understanding uh, the term right off the bat. It's when you complete a project. Uh, 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 working with a client, launching a product or something like that. And then you have a moment in your, in your, whatever, in your, in your schedule where you're like, okay, how did we do? What could have been done differently? Right. How could we have improved this? Did we hit our goals or not? It's called a postmortem because it's like after the thing has happened, what is, what is the, uh <clears throat> what is the, the, the state of it? Like, how did it, how did it happen? How did, how right. did we do right? Am I getting that right? <laughs> the
1: lessons. The lessons that's, learned too. Exactly. Yeah. Lessons perfect. learned.
0: And that's
2: perfect. Mm-hmm. And so with client projects, it's usually like the project is done. But we, what will we do next time with a different client? But with products, what's super cool is that if we do a post-mortem on a launch, we get inspired because there's so many ideas for improvement of that very product. So we don't have, if we didn't do a post-mortem on that and the product flopped, uh, or if it was just kind of a half success, I would be more tempted to start with a new product next time than to say, hey, check it out. We've got like these three things that we're pretty sure if we dial in a little bit more, mm. we could relaunch. You know? We could just do this again. Or not even relaunch, but just say, hey, we made a couple of tweaks. It's just an update. It's version 1.1 mm. um of this course. And we've done that. And that is I just love the the terminology you used. I can easily get inspired to pour my creativity back into improvements um, because it's just as exciting to improve something as it is to birth something new for me at that mm, point.
0: I like it. And to me, like for instance, I mean where this, this hits really hard for me, Natalie, just personally, because I'm running around. I'm in my head. I, I I've met this plane in my career where I can, I can go in a lot of different directions. I feel so much opportunity and there's so much pressure behind that. It, or at least exp, like, you know, I might be making that up, but it feels like there's some pressure uh, and to like, to make a decision Because it's my time that I'm wasting right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I reg- I re- I'll regret every day I I didn't launch the thing that ends up working <laughs> you know, in its own way. But, uh, but the, there's so many potential doorways for me to walk through. I don't know which one to do. And so I'm constantly coming up with those thousands of ideas and wondering like the shiny thing, thinking about, like you said, Aiden, the potential, the drug of like, I don't have to be, mm-hmm. I don't have to be worried about pesky old reality. I can just be dreaming about potential, you know? and, and, what I've noticed is that, and this is, this is not my first time going through this. I've done this, I've worked, I've, I built Fizzle for, with Corbett for five years. You know, we've, we've gone through lots of stages of like, what should we do next? What should we do next? Where the answer actually came from something we were already doing that we ended, we ended up doubling down on. But in a new way, in a fresh way, in a, in a way that's like, I'm pouring my creativity back into improving the thing I already have. But it feels like there's a freshness to it. Feels like there's a mm-hmm. um, a nowness to it. I use the word fresh a lot to, to mean something like that. Like I like that yeah. wind in my sails, kind of freshness. It feels like invigorating. It feels a little exhilarating, you know. So where I am right now, there's a lot of options on the table that are pouring into what I already have. Right, that are improvements on what I already have. And, uh, and those keep coming up for me. I keep thinking about them and realizing like, hold on, maybe I don't actually have to do anything besides just a little tweak over here to improve what's already going <laughs> on. And that way of thinking um, is, I, I think it's, it's it might be like a, a pretty serious upgrade in, in my mentality compared to um, constantly trying to be the greatest showman or something like that. Right. Where it's mm. just like, there's an appreciation and a, a, uh, a sort of a, a, what is it? There's a work has already been doneness to it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like an honoring the work I've done before me, you know, that I've done, I've done work to build this YouTube channel or to build fizzle or to do it. It's like, and I'm so quick not to honor that for me. I think so, we're so mm-hmm. quick not to think that that's significant. We're so quick to go into like, all right, well, what should I do? I mean, but like, that's not like a real entrepreneurial thing. Do you know what I mean? If I was, (laughs) if I was like some of these other people out of here, then I'd be doing something more like that. And we get kind of high on, on, you know, comparison in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I love this last point. Natalie, is there anything else you want to say on this last point about the stamina? Like what is for, for you, what, it, it, what is the big thing about stamina and, and stamina and realizing that we can stay focused on what we're currently doing? Is that something you just do naturally, or is that something you had to learn how to do?
1: That is definitely not natural for me. Mm. Uh, I would say that in my you know ten years in business, I would probably. Um, start things every 18 months and kind of try to like destroy uh-huh. <laughs> what I had already built, yeah, yeah. Um, which part of, part of it was kind of what we talked about with that evolution of changing business models and stuff. But um, for, for the past four years or so, it's been a lot more stable and that has been from like a very conscious decision of being like, yes, this is where we're going. Um, I'm not going to deviate from what we've already created. And I'm just going to pour back into um, what we've already you know, started building and just keep improving it. And, you know, and I would say also that the feedback you get from people who are just as invested as you are mm-hmm. into products or services or whatever that you've created kind of keeps you going, kind of gives you that freshness in your sales. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're, you're not, um, you know, you still get that, that good energy yeah, from doing yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but it's, you, you have to be conscious of not sabotaging yourself essentially.
0: I love that. You still get the freshness. You know, even though you're doubling down on something you already have, you still, there is, because you're bringing that, you're, you. my sense is we actually have that energy in us, we can use it anytime we want. It's basically, it's basically called appreciation. Like, right. it seems to be that gratitude <laughs> and appreciation is just this, like, super hack for our, like, I want to say our limbic system, but I don't even yeah. know what system that is. It's just this super hack for our, the whole human system, right? All of the mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. When you actually step into gratitude, and again, fizzle.co slash try five, the journaling course. I swear to God, that course and Steph's course on goals will, can, will, like drain will will literally fill you up with all new blood like it's a blood transfusion. You, <laughs> transfuse. Will, you will transfuse your own blood. You will run it through the <clears throat> Aiden. Do you know the name of that thing that like people who have like a uh, liver problems, they have to take the blood out into this machine the machine spins it around, cleans it, does all sorts of stuff. And then the blood comes back in. It's like a machine outside your body that you connect to like, like yep. in, out one vein and in the other. Right. And it cleans the blood. That's what Steph's goals course and the journaling course inside fizzle together can do. They live, literally will clean through your blood because this uh, and by the literally I mean not literally I mean figuratively the, because uh because there is this immensely surprising insight that comes with realizing you already have what you need that it's not mm-hmm. something you haven't discovered yet that it's actually something closer to the core of you and not like not something that's just developing on the surface of you, right? And that's what Steph's course and the journaling course inside of Fizzle, I'm telling you guys, you're sleeping on that and your you're, you're blood's stale. <laughs> your fucking blood is... You need a little little blood wash. I need it is stale, brother. You need to clean that blood out. You need to clean that blood. I Fizzle.co slash try5. You get five weeks for free, okay? You get five weeks for free. You can easily do all those courses that we mentioned. That's four that we mentioned today, okay? There's the journaling course, the goals course. There's the defining your audience course course and then there the were course. the productivity course good i was forgetting that one so Got like you. those four right there but i love how you like knew i was forgetting it i, I appreciate you um, <laughs> it's your course i know <laughs> 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 but like there is they're they're like they're they're legit okay they're legit you're gonna get in there you're not gonna be let down that's kind of my prom. that's my promise to you is you're not gonna be let down by those courses they yeah. will clean your blood they will clean your blood. That's what I'm offering. Fizzle entrepreneurship, clean blood. <laughs> It'll clean your blood. <laughs> It'll clean your blood. And uh, and yeah, Natalie. Also, um,
2: what what uh what <laughs> what blood cleaning methods do you have to offer?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, hold on, well, hold on. I, like, because I think this this uh, access ally thing. This mm-hmm. this this is like a big deal. So, can you tell us? Can you just give the people who are here, just listening right now? We're going a little long, but just, like, what is Access Ally? What's the generally? What's the price? Uh, I'll be able to do what kinds of things with it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, over time, Access Ally has really become the number one course and membership solution on WordPress for uh, industry leaders. And I really feel like that's, that's what we're going after. Uh, we definitely have people who are doing it themselves and just getting started too. And um, we love those people too, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think there are people who are kind of becoming those industry leaders just by, Um, creating their content and and setting up their businesses the right way. So the cool thing about Access Ally is that it's all about deep integration with your email marketing platform. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you were saying with ConvertKit and Drip and ActiveCampaign, um, the way that you can build your courses and your membership is fully integrated. So if somebody does something on the membership site, like they take a quiz or they uh, complete a lesson, it will kickstart an automation inside of your CRM or vice versa. Mm. So you can do a lot of cool stuff um, with that. And, you know, it, it, takes payments for you it takes um it runs your courses and it also has all kinds of cool stuff like member directories and you know you- Kind of go on the deep end with access, Solid, but you can also keep it simple, um, depending on what it is that you want to create.
0: Oh man, I love it! I love it! I love that! Like I'm looking at the testimonials here from Hibiscus Moon, the Hibiscus Moon Crystal Academy. I literally just pulled it up in a new tab because I'm like, I am gonna learn something <laughs> about crystals. Uh, so, love it. so people like like my senses of this. We can install it on our site. You know, it rest, r- roughly costs like sixty to. To 80 something bucks a month, depending on what level you want to go at right now. That's if you're listening right now. I mean, this is what 2019? I don't know when you're listening to this in the future. We'll see, but, uh, we'll be able to install this on our site. And now all of a sudden we can do that sort of resources page thing. We can have a course on our, on our, we can build in a course to our own site. We don't have to use teachable or, or some of these other things that do it all for you, which is great. But like now you can control the, 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 process a lot more this is fascinating i gotta look into this natalie i'm gonna be looking into access ally and then where else can people are you are you writing elsewhere are you are you is there what else are you doing
1: yeah so i mean access ally is really that whole core stamina focus thing that we've been talking about but if you want to go find out more about me you go to you can go to natalie and if you want to book me to speak or do any of that kind of stuff okay. there's more information there all right
0: too. nice we'll have links to all of that in the show notes for this episode natalie thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you for having me this was yeah awesome. this was
0: so great i don't think it's gonna be the last time you're on the show i don't think so at all aiden any closing words <laughs> here before i sign us off no
2: i just uh i i'm super stoked we we met and um i think yes we we may have to steal steph our very own steph crowder's yeah. format do a little courage and clarity session on that. It'll yeah, right. And get
0: like, do a neck. Like, <laughs> honestly, we got like, stay tuned. Fizzler Fizzle show listeners, because uh, we're, <laughs> we didn't even getting into, uh, you know, the perennial products and passive income take time to set up. That's one of the things that's coming up. Three ways to add scarcity for evergreens off evergreen offerings. Come on. Get into it. All right, y'all. That is episode 313 of The Fizzle Show, which means you can get all the links to the things that we mentioned in this episode at fizzleshow.co slash 313. Okay? fizzleshow.co slash 313. All right? I love you guys. Hope you're well. You know, life is is a boat that you're sinking. And so, you know... I hope you like the view. <laughs> how, how, how terrible is that? Uh, be kind, you know, be kind to yourself, including, but be kind to everybody you meet because they're in the fight of their lives. To, they're in, like I said, they're, they're called up into some battle, just like you are, right? That's that's humanity. That's what it's like to be alive. None of us, know, none of us knows what happens when we die. <laughs> like, we don't know. But we all know it's coming, and it makes us a kind of craziness, right? So it's nice to have your bills paid, and it's nice to have some good snacks in the cupboard, and it's nice to, like, you know, afford the the Netflix and the movie going and the entertainment experiences you care about and the travel and the, so like fig, figuring out who you are, what you're here for, what you want to be doing, how you want to be spending your time. the ways in which you enjoy wasting your time is a kind of a holy pursuit in my book. And I'm just glad that you wasted some time here with us today, and I really hope you feel like it's been worth it. Thanks for listening. Fine care, take care, serve hard and dig in. Talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye.